Hello and welcome to Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson. Today's episode is titled First Things First. In this episode, I'm going to give you three ways to get easily into your Bible. I'm also going to give you some quotes that hopefully motivate you to start your day a little differently. But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have been writing and teaching Bible studies for the past 15 years. I've worked with women, youth, Sunday school. I've been blogging for Time of Grace since 2017. I've written two books for them. Really what you need to know is that I love the Lord and I love the Word of God. And I find that the deeper I go into the Word of God, the more astounded I am that He loves us and that He notices us and that He cares so deeply about our lives. And my role is really to get people into the Word and to show them how awesome it is and to really get them to a place that they want to know and love God more. That's kind of my mission in life in a nutshell. So let's get started. And that's the thing. How do you start your day? Are you the type of person that when your alarm clock goes up off, you jump out of bed ready to start the day? Or are you more of the hit the snooze button and roll over type of person? Right now, you may be saying, I don't get up with an alarm clock. I have an infant who wakes me up or toddlers who jump on the bed, and that's how I get up. I get that. I've been there before, too. Let me just suggest that maybe there's a way that each of us could start our day a little bit differently that might cause a big difference in the way the day goes. What do I mean? Years ago, I had listened to a woman on a program. I'm guessing that the program was focused on the family because back when my kids were small, that was sort of a priority to me, um, where this woman said that she had decided to set her alarm clock for one hour earlier every day. She got out of bed. She went to her kitchen table with her Bible and her prayer journal, and she spent an hour every day reading her Bible and praying. And at the end of the year, she had seen such a dramatic change in how her life was going. She had seen numerous prayers answered. And she was convinced that all of us, if we would just set time aside to pray and read our Bible, could see that same change. Now, what's the difference between prayer and reading the Bible? Prayer is us speaking to God, telling God all the things that are on our hearts, um, talking to him about the people in our lives. And the Bible is God speaking to us, telling us his plan of salvation, how he feels about things, that type of thing. So Martin Luther was quoted as saying, I have so much to do, I shall spend the first three hours in prayer. And don't turn this episode off. I know what you're thinking. I don't have three hours, Amber. What are you talking about? I know it seems a little crazy, right? But think about it. Martin Luther got a whole lot of stuff done. And what he was saying is he had to talk to God about all the things that he wanted to do and all the things that were on his heart before he even got started. He was implying that if he didn't spend the time in prayer first, then surely nothing would get done. Moses wrote Psalm 90, and it's a prayer, and it's pretty familiar to you if you've grown up in the church. Uh, if you haven't, then it's maybe not quite so familiar to you. But um, 
Lord, you have been our dwelling place through all, all generations. Before the mountains were born, or you brought forth the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God, is the way Psalm 90 starts. And like I said, some people who um, haven't grown up in the church, some of these um, verses may be familiar to you, even if you haven't grown up in the church. Things like verse 4, for a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by, or Verse 10, the length of our days is 70 years or 80 if we have the strength. The verse I'd like to focus on today is Psalm 90, verse 14, that says, Satisfy us in the morning with your unfailing love, that we may sing for joy and be glad all our days. Moses said to God, Satisfy us in the morning that we may be glad all our days. Now, I don't know about you, but that sounds pretty good to me. How on earth do we get satisfied in the morning with God's unfailing love? Well, there's absolutely only one way to do that, and that's by getting into the Word. I am suggesting that we all try to get the Word into our morning somehow, some way. Now, I have a little caveat because I get it. I, two years ago, was working at 4 a.m. and I was getting up at 2.45. And if you would have told me that there was anything I needed to add to my routine before heading to work, I probably would have slapped you. But for the rest of us, let me just suggest an extra five to 10 minutes could make all the difference. Right now you might be saying, Amber, you can't be seriously suggesting that five minutes in the Word is going to make a difference. Listen, you can read a lot in five minutes. Many, many accounts in the Bible take five minutes or less to read. Several of the Psalms take less than five minutes to read. And just setting aside some time for God to speak to us, to reset our hearts, man, that's a good thing. And that can really change our attitude throughout the day, can change the way we look at things, um, change the way we we meet and respond to other people. So here are three ways that it's um, that I would suggest getting into the word. Option number one is to have your Bible in your hands. This is my absolute favorite way to get into the word. So I read my Bible with a pencil. I love to underline, circle, and even write prayers as I read the Bible so that I am constantly having a conversation with God. So God is talking to me in his word, and I am responding so that we are communicating together. So that's the way that I love um, to, to read the word. I love to be in the word by reading the word. However, that's not always feasible. So option number two is to listen to the word. And years ago, I listened to the Word by um, using the Bible CDs that my mom gave me. And I still have those. I still have them in my car so that when I'm on a road trip, that's what I like to do. But these days, it's so much easier to just use your iPhone, go to YouTube, type in the book of the Bible, and press play. So what that might look like, for instance... The book of James is not so easy to just type in James, because if you type in James, a whole bunch of um, singers or public figures will come up on YouTube. But if you type in book of the Bible, James, or James 
NIV version or um, something that lets YouTube know that you are looking for the book of the Bible, it'll show up. I love this because I can listen to the Bible when I'm in the kitchen doing dishes. I can listen to it making coffee, helping the kids with their lunch, whatever. And so when I'm not in a place where I can have my Bible in my hands, this is a great option for me. And the really neat thing about this is that when you listen to the word, a lot of times things pop out that might not pop out when you are reading. So for whatever reason, whether it's the inflection of the reader's voice or whether a word just stands out that maybe might not stick out to you when reading, um, it really impacts you in a different way. In fact, right now, I am uh, listening to the book of Ephesians, and I have probably listened to it already four or five times, and I keep going back and listening to it again because there's so much in there, and I just love um, getting all the little nuggets uh, by listening to it over and over again. So option number three is to get the word through programs, podcasts, and sermons. And this, again, is for when you're not in a position when you can read the word or you know, if it's just in, you're in a situation that it would really break up the time. For me, I work out five days a week and pretty much the only reason, well, maybe not the only reason, but one of the big reasons that I've stuck with it is because of the podcasts and programs that I listen to that really help me stay motivated. I'm interested. I'm learning. I'm being encouraged and convicted at times. And because of that, I can stay on the treadmill or the elliptical. My brother likes to listen to podcasts during his commute to work. And I get it. There are so many things that you could put on. There's so many podcasts now, right? You can listen to the latest murder mystery or news or financial advice or whatever. But the neat thing about these Christian programs and podcasts and sermons is that, again, they're going to direct your heart back to God. They're going to let him reset your heart for the day. All right, as promised, I have a couple of quotes. I don't know who said this first one. I wish I did so I could give them credit, but I, I don't know who said it. I heard it on a program. Again, I listen to a lot of programs and so if I, if I haven't written down who said this, then I can't really um, figure out where I heard it from. So just we'll, we'll all know that God knows who said it first. But somebody that I heard on a program said that they start their day this way. They pray, Dear Lord, your servant is reporting to duty. Use me today in whatever way you need me. That prayer takes five seconds. And you can say it while you are still in bed, before you even get out of bed. That is just a way of telling God that you want to be available for him to use throughout the day in whatever way he needs you. It's just humbly coming before God, knowing you're his servant. You're not saying, Lord, give me this today. Do this today. But you're actually saying, I'm available. Let me do what you want me to do. I love that prayer. You can say that before you even get out of bed. Denzel Washington gave a commencement speech in 2017. It's been viewed over 20 million times. And uh, if you want to go listen to it yourself, feel free because I don't have the quote 
directly in front of me right now, so I'm going to paraphrase. But what he said is, when you go to bed at night, put your slippers way under the bed so that when you get up in the morning, you have to get on your knees to get them. And while you're there, say a prayer. Thank God and seek God. And don't aspire to just make a living, but rather to make a difference. I love that. I love the idea of starting your day by thanking God and seeking God. Both, again, saying, God, I'm humbly here, and I'm ready to learn, and I I just want to do what you want me to do, and I thank you for giving me another opportunity to get through the day. Jeremiah 29, 11 is one of those very common Bible passages that we see at confirmations and graduations a lot because it's inspiring. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And that is awesome. That's exactly what we want our young kids and our, our young people to feel is that God knows what he's doing and they can trust him with his their life. But we miss a lot when we don't read the next two verses that say this, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. This is why we go to God, because God wants to listen. God invites us to come to him. He's available to us, and I found that to be astounding because this is the person, this is the deity who holds the earth together. All things are held together by him, and he is available to me. If someone with a great deal of influence, if someone that had power and strength and was able to do whatever anybody wanted to have done, if they had the pull, if they invited me to meet with them, you better believe I would clear my schedule and make sure that I met with them. And here we have God saying, come to me, seek me, and you will find me. And that's amazing. That's why it's important that we give God five, ten, however much time we have to give him in the morning to start our day. And listen, I'm not saying five or ten minutes is all that you should give God throughout your day. Hopefully you'll have a chance to come back to that later on, read your Bible more, and do some more praying. I'm just suggesting maybe If we started our day differently, if we started our day by going to God first and inviting him to be part of our day, and then if we opened the word or got into the word in some way to let him tell us something about himself, then maybe we'd be motivated and encouraged and filled up and ready to pour ourselves out for him throughout the day. Maybe you've heard the quote, it's on coffee cups, it's on t-shirts, it's on memes. It says, all I need today is a little coffee and a whole lot of Jesus. And here's the thing, rarely, if ever, do we forget to get our coffee. 
we run to that coffee pot. That's a great way to start the day. We get to work, we get another cup of coffee. We rarely forget to get the coffee, but where are we getting Jesus? Think about it. Let's start our day on the right foot. Let's make God a priority. This has been Little Things with Amber L.B. Swenson because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. If you like this program, please share it with your friends or subscribe to this podcast. And don't forget to support Time of Grace with your prayers and through your financial contributions so that we can share this message and others like it with more people. Thank you. We appreciate it.